name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning, Rez. Happy All Saints. Uh, what is All Saints? If you are new to this tradition or the Christian tradition, this may be kind of a strange uh, sight to see. Uh, I'm all in white. Everything's in white. We got the icon of All Saints. By the way, after the service, if you want to come closer and get a peek at this thing, you're welcome to come and uh, take a look at this. Today, we celebrate the whole communion of saints. And to everyone online, you're one of those saints, and so we celebrate with you as well. Um, for those of you who this is new, which is great, uh, let me just kind of demystify this whole thing. This is a typical Sunday. Nothing out of the ordinary. Just, you know, us celebrating the eternal communion and fellowship of the mystical body of Christ, which is, uh, you know, ancient and throughout the globe and into the future even. Pretty typical, right? Angels and archangels and all the company of heaven are joining with us in worship, right? We're good with this? Ugh. Okay, I know this sounds like a lot to wrap your head around, um, but can I just say uh, on behalf of like the church and everything, um, that's not a weird image. You just have trouble wrapping your head around it. You're weird. Like this, the communion of saints is what is real. Amen. Whether we could see it or not, so like let's struggle to wrap our head around it this morning. And if that wasn't enough to try and struggle to wrap our heads around this morning, we also have a part to play here. This is a day for us, the church, to pray that God would make us saints. Amen. Amen. Everybody's like, any minute now, yeah. To make us saints? That we might live godly lives and receive those ineffable joys that our prayer talked about this morning of having a life transformed by the goodness of God and living with him, in communion with him. That's the life of a saint. Lord, make us that. That's that's why we come to this table, is it not? Now, I know that all of this may sound abstract, like uh, like this is theology, right? This is is a great mystery. But does this really intersect with our daily lives? Even that image in Revelation 7-9 where all of the peoples, all the nations of the world coming to worship God. How beautiful. This is where history is headed, y'all. But yet it is still so hard even for me to wrap my mind around that and to live now as if that were true. Isn't it? So I, I want to take this morning and, and really um, practically look at what does, what does all saints mean for us in our everyday lives? What do we benefit? What, what changes in our lives if All Saints is really true? Um, I want to say that we daily benefit, actually, from the communion of saints. Have you ever, for instance, have you ever been blessed by someone's care? Have you ever been um, tended to in a, in a moment of pain or isolation or darkness? Has someone ever been present to you in your pain? Has someone ever offered to pray for you? And who actually did pray for you. Like when we say, I'll pray for you. Let's pray for each other, right? Has someone ever um, ministered to some needs in your life? Maybe opened their home, showed you hospitality, taken you in all wounded and cared for you and loved on you? Has, have you ever witnessed someone else's life that you say, I want to be like that. That's like Jesus. That's an example of Jesus. I want to be like that. I have. All of these, yes, I have. My whole life, in fact, I think I could tell you in terms of stories like this, of people, saints, the communion of saints who have blessed, grown, tended, loved, cared for me, and been an example to me, who have helped me along the way. 
Maybe you can even think right now of people in your life who have been those saints to you in your life, who have blessed you, who have given to you, who have been there for you. If you can, if you can even think of even one person, then you know what it's like to celebrate all saints. You know what it's like. Amen. All saints is all about, listen to me, it's all about being on the receiving end of God's giving through people. All saints is about being on the receiving end of God's giving through people. And this is such a huge mystery to me because the only people that God has to work with are really messed up. Really just like not saint material, if you know what I'm saying. Including, and first and foremost, myself. But all saints is this announcement, this declaration that God transforms not saints into his saints. He only has to work with messy, messed up, sinful people. That's all he has to work with. And he takes those people and transforms them into saints. How? That by through them, these people who are willing, through them God is giving his goodness to other people. His kingdom is coming through his people. Even these broken but yet transformed people. Simply, saints are those who joyfully participate in God's giving. Doesn't that kind of demystify this? It's just, are you willing to give what God has given you to someone else? Are you willing to be a conduit of God's goodness for the sake of someone else? If you are even slightly willing, be careful. God will make you a saint. I think this is actually what Paul's writing about in 2 Corinthians um, chapter 8. We've been looking at 2 Corinthians and this work, this letter that Paul's been writing to this church. Um, and we're learning from their story, uh, this early church, who uh, Paul was encouraging them to give your whole lives first to the Lord. Live in reference to Christ. Reorient everything you think about, you know, everything you think you know about yourself and the world and what life's about. And reorder that in alignment with God's kingdom first to the Lord. And through that act of reordering, that kind of turning about and following Jesus, we find that these, this potential in their lives for God to give through them for the sake of others. In other words, this potential in their lives to be transformed into saints. So Paul, he's writing this letter and he's sending it ahead of his visit. He's warning them, I'm coming. I'm going to send you this letter. I'm also going to send you some people. They're going to kind of warm it up for me and I'm going to get there. And we're going to take this gift and we're going to go give it to this church in need. And when we read stories like this, especially in 2 Corinthians, maybe this is just me, when I read these stories and I read across names um, like Paul or Titus and this other unnamed minister, I think, yeah, 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 let's get to the Jesus stuff. Like, let's get to the meat of the passage that I can really meditate on and reflect on. But when we breeze past these people, mind you, these are real people. We breeze past this mystery of the saints through which God is doing this work. Consider what Paul writes in verse 16 through 18. Let me read this again for us. He says this. But thanks be to God who put into the heart of Titus the same earnest care I have for you. For he not only accepted our appeal, but being himself very earnest, he is going to you of his own accord. With him we are sending the brother who is famous among all the churches for his preaching of the gospel. That poor guy. 
He was dope at preaching and he didn't even make it in there with his name, you know. But he was known. We'll never know who it was. So Paul, who was, by the way, Paul, Saul we're talking about here, right? Who was known for hunting Christians, who was the self-described chief of all sinners, the worst of the bunch. Look up 1 Timothy 1.15. Paul is sending Titus, who was a Gentile uncircumcised convert, and protege of Paul. And then this other unnamed dude, who is apparently like fire in the pulpit, to go ahead to meet uh, this church. Now, do you think that any of them, Paul, Titus, and this nameless guy, do you think that any of them expected to be read about 2,000 years later by the church? I mean, could you imagine? I'm pointing at you, Mario, but all of you. Can you imagine your name? Or maybe if you were the unfortunate, the like unnamed person in the gang that was read aloud in Scripture to the church? Thousands of years from now, people telling your story? They didn't have that in view. They weren't trying to become saints or famous or, you know, let their legacy live on forever or something like that. They were just focused on the giving that God was doing through them to these people and being earnest, being willing, Paul says, to come and to give, to pass along those gifts that God has given to them. So they were sent, as Paul writes, listen, in verse 19, to carry out an act of grace. That's what they were doing. Also called by Paul in verse 20, a generous gift is what they were bringing. Being ministered by us. Why? For the glory of the Lord himself and to show our goodwill. For the glory of the Lord himself, these people were being used to give, to minister, to carry out this act of grace. Paul says in verse 24, that they are, these are the messengers of the churches. Listen to this. Messengers of the churches, the glory of Christ. Can you imagine your own story, your life being described in these terms? The glory of Christ. Messengers of the church, the glory of Christ. Now keep in mind though, friends, these are real messed up people. These are human beings. Their ministry and their generosity to one another reflected the glory of Christ, not because they had the most put together lives, but because they were willing to be used by God in His giving. They didn't have to be rich. They didn't have to be good looking. They didn't have to be well educated. They didn't have to have a clean sheet or like no criminal record or something. They didn't have to fit some sort of religious mold. They were just regular people who decided to join in God's giving. Yes, it's that simple. (laughs) And through this, God takes our lives, even as messy as they are, and he gives through us to others. He transforms us into the glory of Christ. This is really good news. You know why? Because this has very little to do with what you do. It has almost everything to do with what God is doing through you. Amen. That our lives can be taken hold of by God and through our lives blessing other people to the glory of Christ. Amen. Friends, this morning is all about the way, uh, seeing the way God works through people just like you and me. Not saints that we can hang on the wall and say, I'm never going to be anything like them. 
Sean, you should see my life. It's a mess. That's not what All Saints is about. All of these people and all the saints that have impacted our lives, they were just like you and me, but willing to be uh, used as a channel of God's goodness, his grace, his giving. And for all of you out there who are tempted to disqualify yourself, I'm tempted. I'm a mess, you guys. And I'm the preacher. God used me. If God can use me, God can use anybody. Believe me. Amen. Amen. Thanks. (laughs) Feeling the love. You know what? Let's pick on some other saints, though. (laughs) Why pick on me, you know? This is going to live on the internet for the rest of, you know. The point is, hey, we're all a mess. Take the greatest saints of human history in the church. Take the greatest saints. Uh, How about... The story of the promiscuous party boy, St. Augustine. Wow. Or the rich kid who was known in Assisi for throwing really good parties, St. Francis. Or about the tax collector who sold out his own people to make money with the occupying empire, St. Matthew. Or how about the worst sinner, the Torah thumper, the Christian hunter, St. Paul. Y'all, if God can use people like this, what excuse do you have? Why do you think he can't use one of you? All right, I'm going to go out on a limb here. But when my, my parents were like Jesus people, kind of, we learned all these songs as kids. Have you all ever heard the song, If God Can Love Turkeys? <laughs> ah, dang it. This happened in the first service too. I will sing it for you. I was hoping, <laughs> I was hoping I'd, get a, I'd get a volunteer. It goes like this, if God can love turkeys... God can love you. Thank you. You are a turkey, and I am one too. And it goes on and on. Da, 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 da. Ooh, ah, ooh. I'm not going to do it, though. The point is this. If God can love a turkey like you, like a turkey like these saints, and transform their lives into something saintly, someone who reflects the glory of Christ, then God can do that through you. He's always only ever had turkeys to work with. And he loves you. And he transforms our turkiness into saints. Is this breaking down? It might be breaking down. And friends, I could tell you, it's not just some sort of like merit badge or nice story. Friends, there is no greater joy in life than having a life that is used with the goodness of God as a gift for the sake of other people. There's no greater joy in life. And it's not as if you're like, well, Sean, I don't want to be a saint. I'm going to like uh, have my life be given to something else. Or I'm, I'm going to opt out of the whole idea of being a saint. I'm just going to like serve my own agenda here. I want to say to you, you will be a saint for something. You will be used to give for something. And there's nothing like being caught up in the life of God and being used with his goodness and love and grace and mercy for the life of other people. There's no life like that life. This is what we have in Jesus who can take our broken pieces of life And bring them together in his own body. Heal them, make them whole, and transform us. Forgiving our sin and raising us to new life as saints living in the real world even now. This is the good news that we have in Jesus. We all represent something. Why not represent the glory of Christ in the world? So as we come to the table this morning, saints, or at least turkeys, 
raw material, ready to be transformed. Let us come now to receive and feed on the body and blood of Jesus, which, be very careful with this, transforms our broken pieces into whole, healed, saintly lives. That God's giving through us as we go into the world would continue to give. Don't come to this table and receive that gift and then go out into the world and stop giving. It doesn't make any sense. But in fact, verify that you indeed have received God's gift by continuing to give in the world through your own saintly life. Amen? Is that making sense? Y'all tracking with me? So let's prepare ourselves. Discerning, even now, God, where in my life have I obstructed your giving? Lord, before I come to your table and eat, would you reveal to me those places that I have cut off that continued giving through me that you want to give to someone else? Discern, even now, Lord, Make me a saint with all your saints as we come and be transformed by the crucified and risen Jesus. Amen? Amen. Let's take a moment of silence, and I'm serious. Let's invite the Spirit to speak. Say, Spirit of God, speak to me even now. And let's pay attention for just a moment. You're listening to Resurrection South Austin, a community of faith learning to do life together in the goodness of God. For more information, you can find us online at resaustin.com.